0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, June 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift.
1: everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger.
0: And I'm Brett Goodman.
1: And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to talk about who Jesus is, you know, just that small topic. (laughs) But before we get to that, let's begin with prayer.
0: Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the light in the darkness. You are the one who illumines love when evil and pain are around us. Jesus, you bring us to hope when all we feel is despair. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
1: Our scripture today is from John's Gospel, those familiar words from the first chapter, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God.
0: Dara, this passage is usually read on Christmas Eve. Why do we read it then? And also, what does it mean to be the Word?
1: So this passage is read on Christmas Eve because this is John's account of Jesus Christ coming into the world. And when it talks about being the Word, I think there are two things we want to keep in mind. One is the idea that from the beginning of time, God has spoken to God's people. And in speaking, God has guided, reprimanded, loved, offered forgiveness over and over again in word and deed. And so if we want to know who God is, God's word come to life in the person of Jesus Christ is what we should pay attention to. I think the second thing, too, is more contextual. To say that something is the word in a Greek or Hellenistic society means uh, logos, which means... Um, really kind of a reasoned argument for why something should be. And so to say that in the beginning was the word means that Jesus Christ is the reasoned kind of end result of all we know about God. And so this passage really reminds us that Jesus Christ and his, um, salvific plan for the world has always been a part of God's plan. From the very beginning it's also the foundation of our belief in the trinity that both god christ and the holy spirit have all existed together what do you think about when you hear about the word
0: yeah i i also kind of go to that contextual idea of of the logos as you said it's this it's this philosophical argument it was a philosophical school for a lot of people and and the idea is like it's the of all knowledge. Uh, and so Jesus as the word uh, is, the, uh, is our beginning of understanding for all things. And so John's doing just a really clever thing here for the readers of his day and uh, saying essentially like, you know this to be true. You've heard this around. And I'm telling you that Jesus comes through that, so that Jesus supersedes that, that Jesus is the foundation of of our understanding of who we are in the world and who God is in the world. Um, and as and as you've pointed out, that this is something that is, you know, the, the, the scripture is oftentimes being written to help answer the questions of, it'd be like, it, you know, this isn't an exact correlation, but a lot of times when we preach sermons, it's we're speaking to questions that are happening in our culture and in our right. day. Um, obviously, it is the word proclaimed. It's I not mean, the word. We hope for that, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but that's what Scripture is doing. So people are trying to understand. Well, if Jesus is the Son of God, did He just come out of nowhere? Where Where did He come from? Uh, and and John, the writer of John, is is pointing out that that Jesus has always been the uh, the grace and love of Jesus that we've experienced has always existed in God through God, um, and it's not like this says. All of a sudden Jesus came into the world and this is the first Jesus has been, but Jesus has been eternal.
1: Yes and what I love about this passage too is that it tells us in Jesus Christ what came into being was life. So I have this um, idea it's somewhat supported by theology but not a hundred percent I'll just tell you that but I feel like all good things in the world are evidence of God's goodness and grace so, Like the first time I heard each of my babies laugh, like you never think of it, right? You never think that there will be a first time you hear them laugh. There'll be a first time you hear them speak. But that first laugh filled me with such joy. And I thought that is of God, Hmm. right? Now, is it possible she had gas? Absolutely. But like the joy we find in that. So when it says that, you know, Christ has brought into being life, and that life was the light of all people. It, I guess, what I'm saying is, it matches with my experience mm-hmm. that I feel like there is such beauty in life, and I trace it back to um, an undeserved gift from God that's freely been given.
0: And to to continue on with that thought and our experiences of the joys, It also doesn't say that um, the light that there is no darkness. The light yes. shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. It's not that the darkness completely goes away, and I think that speaks to our experiences of life, of, you know, there is still pain, uh, there is still hurt, there is still loss, but in the midst of that, when we find those holy moments of God in other people, in relationships, in our experience, then that is the love of Christ that shines through into the world and illumines Uh, us to help us get through.
1: Yeah, and I also, I mean, the writer of John's gospel knows that when we are all in a place of darkness, our greatest fear is that it will never end. Hmm. That was the greatest fear of humanity long ago, and I think it is today. And I heard this really interesting um, psychologist talking, and the psychologist said, you know, people think of grief and depression as a cave. They are in this cave. You can't go back. You can't go back in time, and you're just stuck in this darkness. And the psychologist went on to say, but all grief and depression and suffering is just a tunnel. And sometimes we just have to walk through it, Mm. relying that there is light at the end, even though we can't see. And that is the very truth of the gospel, that there will always be light brought out of darkness. And sometimes I have to hang on that with both hands as tight as I can. Well, with that, our quote today is from Brennan Manning, author of The Cotton Patch Gospel and other wonderful books. Here's what he writes. I want neither a terrorist spirituality that keeps me in a perpetual state of fright about being in right relationship with my Heavenly Father, nor do I want a sappy spirituality that portrays God as such a benign teddy bear that there is no aberrant behavior or desire of mine that he will not condone. I want a relationship with the Abba of Jesus, who is infinitely compassionate with my brokenness, and at the same time, an awesome, incomprehensible, and unwieldy mystery.
0: Hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.